Hey guys, Uncle Wes here. Remember how we're always talking about how we wish we had access to an alternative marketplace for conservatives and get away from this woke culture? Well, guess what? We've found one. MammothNation.com. You can buy jewelry, eyewear, stuff for your pets, sauces, spices, coffees, vodka, wine. Just about anything you want, you can get at MammothNation.com. And guess what? If you use promo code driveway liberty media when you sign up you can get 30 percent off your first year go check them out mammothnation.com promo code driveway liberty media ladies and gentlemen is a special edition of the driveway liberty podcast recorded live from the walton republican women's federated club in walton county florida a speech from florida state senator jay trumbull Mary makes me sound much more impressive than I actually am. Um, hey, it's, it's really great to be here. Um, the fact that y'all got me in a suit in July uh, is also impressive, so good, good job. Uh, to Mary's point, you know, I've been in the legislature now, this is my ninth session, the one we just finished. Um, and by far, this session was the most aggressive, uh, definitely the hardest session we have had, or I've had, uh, but, but we did more this session than we have done in the eight leading up to it. It's really remarkable. <clears throat> For the most part, you know, people come to Tallahassee and you'll hear it very often as a new member of the legislature. You know, you have a great idea and it takes at least three years for you to get that, you know, uh, idea into a, into a piece of law. Um, but not this year. And I think, you know, yes, to, to Christine's point or to Mary's point, I forget who said it, that it, you know, the boots on the ground is incredibly important to make sure that we have uh, a supermajority in the state legislature. We also had a governor who, for the first time since I've been elected, we have somebody that is uh, pulling and pushing. Um, you know, the legislature and the governor worked extremely well together to make sure that we were able to get landmark legislation pushed across the finish line. And, you know, we did color outside of the lines. I mean, there were things that most legislatures would not have ever thought to do. And, you know, we see it often, whether it's in education, higher education or K through 12, where as Florida goes, the rest of the country goes. You'll hear it very often as members travel around the country, whether it's to, you know, these groups called ALEC or something like that, where these uh, um, uh, state legislators from Florida will go and travel the country. People are like, man, what y'all are doing in Florida is great. Well, you know, that's just like from years past. I mean, now every single person that is in a leadership position in a conservative state is looking, or in a conservative legislature, is looking at what we've accomplished. And I think that that is something that is is tremendous. Now, the, the important thing is to, hey, what's next, right? And I'll go through some of the things that we were able to accomplish this last session, but you know, what's next? You know, the, the reality is we can't let off the gas pedal. We still have a supermajority. Um, I remember sitting on the Senate floor one day and I walked over to the Democrat leader of the Senate, her name's Lauren Book, and I said, Lauren, you know, how you doing today? And she goes, oh, it's hell week. And, you know, the, but she said, it's hell week every week. And I think that means we're doing her job, if that's the case. Um, and, and so, you know, but, but I think the important thing is to make sure that we continue to push uh, that we continue to make sure that Florida is a place where uh, people can live their lives without the fear of government over overreach, uh, that we can run our businesses and we can, you know, uh, uh, 
raise our kids and not have government raise raise their kids. I, I'm not going to get into the, you know, DeSantis versus Trump stuff, but I will point out one thing on the DeSantis campaign where uh, I don't know if it was his from their official side or if it was the Mamas for DeSantis stuff, but there's an art, there's a, a commercial um, that, you know, sort of talks, you know, uses a bunch of excerpts of, you know, the liberal left saying, you know, these are our kids, you know, these are, these are not your kids. This is got the, you know, the government takes care of your kids. And the reality is in Florida, we made a conscious decision to say, no, your kids are your kids. You raise your kids the way you want to raise your kids. Uh, and we're going to stay out of that because we're not moms and dads. You know, go- government should not be in that business. Uh, you as mom and dad should definitely be in that business. Um, I, you know, I, we did, a, you know, like I said, a tremendous amount of things, um, you know, and, and I think, Christine, you were saying that you went over to Tallahassee this last session and you're heading back, heading from the hotel to the Capitol. And, you know, there was, you know, gobs of people there all protesting. It was real. I mean, you would, you know, my office is on the third floor of the Senate office building. When we walked to the fourth floor, you know, uh, to go to the chamber, the chambers are, you know, separated by this rotunda. And the rotunda is where all the protesters would come and, and, uh, and obviously protest. And, you know, it was like every single day. It's like, okay, what's next? Like, what are they protesting about? And you would, you kind of step back and, and it's really unfortunate and sad, you know, to see a protest as it relates to, uh, uh, for the state to have a, a, a proposed bill that's now law that says you can't take a child to a drag race, or, um, uh, you know that that or drag show, not a drag race, drag show. <laughs> um, and the fact that there are people that want to protest that is a really sad state of affairs, um, and it just goes to show you that the, you know, this is much more than political. Um, this, there's a heart issue somewhere and we can kind of get into that at a later date, but, you know, there were, um, issues and protests as it relates to, um, making sure that men go to men's restrooms and women go to women's restrooms and you can't, you know, cross over there or protests as it relates to that. Um, there were protests as it relates to gender reassignment surgeries, um, the opening day of session, so um, it's where the governor will get give his state of the state. Both um, the House and the Senate come together. It's usually in the House chamber. Um, there was a it was a really moving uh, speech, and the people that were in the audience was uh, a very um, sort of gave you something to look forward to as as, as session started, and we knew that these bills were going to come down the pike. And I forget this lady's name, but there was this young lady who was sitting um, in the gallery that the governor talked about specifically as it related to sex reassignments, uh, surgeries. And this woman um, at a very young age was uh, speaking with a um, psychologist. A psychologist told the mom and dad, hey, your child's gonna kill themselves if you do not have a sex reassignment surgery done. So what do the parents do? They go and do it. the woman now tells a story that she wasn't going to kill herself. She was just a confused 13 year old little girl and uh, it has completely ruined her life. She has now tried to have surgery to bring her back to be, you know, to her original state, if you'll call it that. Um, But she'll never be able to have children. And it's just, she's, she counts it as being one of the most um, humiliating, brutal things that's ever 
happened to her and, uh, and wished it had obviously never happened. And so what we said in Florida is that let's not do that. You know, let's not, before a child is fully developed, be able to have, you know, a, a sex reassignment. You know, I don't, you know, I was 14 once, um, you know, and I really wasn't sure, you know, I, I wasn't ready to make a decision like that. And I don't think any child should be able to make a decision like that. And so I'm proud of the fact that in Florida, you know, we said no um, to those types of treatments. Um, we, we really wanted to focus on you know, things as it relates to school uh, and children. You know, this, Florida, like I said earlier in, in my talk, Florida has led the way for um, public school education for the country. And we have some of the greatest schools, school systems, school districts in, in the country, Walton County being one of those. Uh, I remember going to, was it called WOW? Is that epic, epic, epic day. Uh, epic day last year. And y'all, I don't know if, if you get a chance to go, if, if uh, Superintendent Hughes will give you the invite, you should go and just witness this. You know, you go to these pre-school uh, year conventions, if you will, where all the teachers get together. And most of the teachers are, you know, when you go to a different district, they're, ah, you know what, I got so much to do. I really don't need to be here. You know, this is very, I mean, it was like a rock concert when I went to uh, Epic Day in Freeport last year. I mean, people were excited. Everybody was wearing yellow, and the yellow meant, "Hey, caution!" Because number one, school district, we're you know, Walton County's number three, number one. We're going to come, we're coming after you, so watch out. Um, and I think that that's a really, really amazing thing, and and something that that I love to tell that story back in Tallahassee as it relates to you know how we can push push our 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 school system farther. And, you know, not even taking higher education into account of which we made tremendous gains to make sure that, you know, we weren't going to teach uh, DEI in, in school and we were going to make sure that we were um, just going to teach curriculum in the university and, and try to try to get people ready for the workforce rather than indoctrinate that, that person. And I'm excited about, you know, new leadership that's ha that we're, we've seen at UCF and USF and um, uh, University of Florida, obviously, and, and then and then Florida State. So it's exciting as it relates to that. But as it relates to K through 12 education, you know, we've made incredible gains. Uh, more pure pu per pupil spending uh, than ever before. It's like 80, a little over $8,400 now. And we also, you know, kind of along the same vein of, hey, you're a mom and dad, you should know what's best for your child. Uh, if you want to homeschool your child, you get an $8,400 education savings account to spend on whatever. If you want to take your child out of public school and send them to a private school, $8,400 to be able to do that. And just giving people, giving moms and dads the ability to choose what's best for their, for their children. And I think that's something that's incredibly um, beneficial as it relates to you know, things that we did in, in, in the legislature. You know, housing was a huge part of the Senate president, uh, her agenda this year. You know, we did this uh, Live Local Act is what it's called. I mean, e everything's so expensive and uh, inflation has a lot to do with that. But at the end of the day, stuff's just getting expensive and Ford is not a cheap place to live. And so finding ways for us to be able to uh, attract and retain quality people, specifically the workforce, to be able to keep them to, you know, living in the communities that they work is something that's incredibly significant. And we're, you know, we spent um, like $400 million just in that 
uh, live local act and then there was another couple hundred million dollars added to it later on um, so we're you know almost a billion dollars just this year of funding uh, for affordable housing and I think that you know we talk about affordable housing you, you, it's not slums or anything like that it's not section eight um, it is giving people the ability is giving people a hand up rather than a, a totally a handout and I think that's something that that is extremely important um, as far as the well, the budget is concerned, biggest budget ever, which you got to be a little bit concerned when you say that, right? So it's, you know, every year the budget gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Um, and, you know, the, the, the thing in Florida that I love is that state legislators, state, the state legislature has one constitutional requirement, that is to pass a balanced budget. So every year we go in and we look and see what is eligible to be funded, what we should fund, um, and, and it is balanced. Uh, yes, this year, $115 billion, largest budget the state has ever had, with the largest amount of reserves uh, that we've ever spent or ever ever had as well, and the largest amount of, of, of um, funding for education that we've ever had. And we've also were able to you know peel off a couple of projects for the Panhandle, which I was thankful for. Um, but it's a but it's a really great place for our state to be. We have seen the uh, so much net migration of cash that has come from other states where people are just felt oppressed and they've moved uh, to Florida. Um, Palm Beach has within eleven miles um, some thirty five billionaires that live there in the winter time. Uh, more billionaires than were ever in the country fifty or sixty years ago. I mean, it's just amazing to see how this uh, progression of wealth and, and where it, and where it's being uh, contained, if you will, and it's and it's happening in our state. We're seeing, you know, growth at an unprecedented rate. Uh, the slide up there, if you were quick enough, you could see it, uh, showing you know how how you know the sixth largest, sixth fastest growing county in the country is the one we're sitting in right now, and that's. Um, that's going to happen in Northwest Florida because at the end of the day, we're the only people that have any land uh, of which of which people can grow in, um, which is which is incredibly exciting. I'd like to talk to y'all just for a few minutes about some of the bills that that I put, I specifically ran this session, and you know you don't get. I mean, I got. Uh, real excited about a couple of them and you know a lot of most of them didn't except with the exception of maybe one or two didn't get much media attention which I'm totally fine with um, but we got a call over the summer from Congressman Gates's office saying hey I've got an issue in we, we, there's an issue in Eglin, at Eglin where they cannot find child care for their airmen and women and so he said, can you help us? And I was like, well, that seems like a federal issue because it's a you know, federal base. But what we realized is that the state was just being difficult for the sake of being difficult. And so we filed a bill and, and we're able to get it passed. And, and um, uh, Judge Maney, Representative Maney, was my, co was my sponsor in the House on it. And we essentially reduced the time period of which uh, someone, if they were already registered with the Department of Defense, had already done all the background checking, that the state wouldn't be an impediment to that person, so they could go ahead and open up a child care facility. And so, thankfully, we, or hopefully, we will see um, where moms and dads, airmen and women, are able to, you know, keep their kids in this community. Um, and have a place for them to be and know that they're extremely safe. And so I'm super, super proud to be able to do that. Um, 
We, I also had two bills that were sort of, um, one pushed back on local governments and then, um, then the second one kind of pushed back on uh, local governments, but in a different way. So the first bill was uh, Senate Bill 170, which we sort of coined the Prevent Harmful Ordinances Bill. But essentially what you'll see is a, a, a business, a municipality will go through and they'll come up with this, what they believe is a great idea. Well, what we find in the short order is that it's oppressive to some business uh, or person that you know, operates within that space. Best example I can use is something happened in Panama City Beach a few years ago where uh, the city of Panama City Beach said no more scooter rentals. Well, there were a lot of businesses that had that rented scooters for a, for a living. And so what this bill does is it, it gives it makes the, the county do one thing and then it gives that business or person recourse. But the county has to do a business impact study anytime that they have any type of an ordinance that they're proposing, you have to have a business impact study just to say, hey, is what we're doing egregious towards any one particular entity uh, or two particular entities? And if the answer is no, then, hey, great, go forth and conquer. Um, if the answer is yes and they continue to go forth and conquer, that business now has direct recourse to sue the local government uh, and not, and, and when they do, you know, be able to recoup their attorney's fees. And when that happens, obviously that, that ordinance would go away. So I think that's a really big win as it relates to, um, you know, communities that are really pushing kind of um, outrageous types of ordinances on, uh, on constituents. And, you know, I actually was talking to somebody on the phone this morning and I said, you know, Northwest Florida more often than not pays for the sins of South Florida. Uh, and so we see this happen in South Florida a lot where, you know, it's a ban on plastic bags or ban on straws or, you know, will, will, will lead me to the next bill, you know, some very uh, onerous uh, uh, regulations relates to, to buildings. So the next bill we had um, was a bill that, that it's, it's called residential tenancies. And really the genesis of this bill was a, a, a an issue in Miami, the city of Miami, where they had an ordinance that said, um, if Brett is a is is renting a piece of property, is renting an apartment from me, uh, and Brett says, you know, I really don't like the way this wall looks right here. I'm going to knock this wall down. I'm going to move it over here. I'm going to just rehab my entire place. And let's say that costs Brett ten thousand dollars. All Brett has to do is sit, show me that he spent ten thousand dollars, and I take that off of my rent. I don't get to say, hey, man, you can't do that or you can do that. Um, <clears throat> so you were just seeing this happen all across the, the state where, you know, people were just taking uh, advantage of their landlords um, and, and, you know, just doing whatever it was and then just saying, hey, I'm not going to pay my rent this month until I run out of my $10,000 fees that I, that I paid. Now, where people got really smart is they would say, uh, Brett would have Tim as a buddy and Tim would say, hey, man, I'll, you know, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for three, but I'll charge you 15. And so then people were running this thing out six months a year, you know, it's where they would never have to pay rent, which is pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we, 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 we put a stop to that and we said that, hey, listen, like, the state of Florida is going to create a uniformed program for, uh, for residential tenancies and if, you know, rather than have 
well, one local government make a, a change that the other local government doesn't recognize, and so just to clean it all up. The last bill I'll talk about is the protection of medical conscience. Um, I'm sure most of y'all know who John Ward is. Um, John had an issue um, where he, he's a dermatologist. He got online and, and encouraged people to think twice about getting the COVID vaccine and encourage people to think about ivermectin as a, a potential solution uh, if you got COVID in the early stages. Um, the uh, American College of Dermatologists threatened to take to revoke his privileges under, under them, and, um, and he had no recourse. And so what we did uh, this last session is we filed a bill that said that that's not okay, that if a physician has an opinion on something, um, they have the right, just like you and I would have the right to go online and say, hey, you know, I think that uh, the sky is blue today and there should be no recourse as it relates to, to that. Um, the amount of pushback we got from this bill was ridiculous. I, mean, I had more people come, uh, come to Tallahassee and speak against this bill um, than, than, than any other bill we had. Well, not any bill, but any other bill that I had. Uh, it was really amazing. I mean, the, people were thinking that it was such so much of an op op oppressive piece of legislation when in reality, we're just saying, you have a freedom of speech, so go and do that. The other, the other uh, aspect of the bill has to do with medical conscience. And so if I'm a physician and I, and I make a, have a conscious-based objection to performing an abortion, to performing a sex reassignment, to uh, 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 providing some form of uh, medication that, that I don't agree with, uh, like a plan to be or something like that. Um, Dr. Rudman, who is a, a representative in Santa Rosa County, you know, gave me an example of how a guy, he, guy came in, he said, hey, I have this terrible leg pain. I think it's my leg, you know, if something's going on with my leg, just amputate it. And Dr. Rubin said, no, I have a conscious-based objection to just amputating somebody's leg. Uh, but what we were, there was a cottage industry of people actually going in and suing physicians for not, being, not performing that procedure. Um, I'll finish the story with the guy actually had somebody amputate his leg, still had leg pain, um, which is interesting. Um, but, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, we were just, we want to make sure that, you know, for somebody, for a physician who, who worked super hard to get where they are, that we were enshrining their constitutional rights. And I think that that uh, just goes along with the same vein of what we were able to accomplish, you know, the entire session, is, is, is making sure that at the end of the day, when we came in uh, in March, that you had more freedoms than when we, when we left in May. Um, that is the goal for this upcoming session as well. Um, it's super exciting to be in the legislature right now. Um, I, 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 you know, can't think of a better time, a better place. You know, the fact that we were as successful as we were statewide. You know, there's a guy who uh, ran a bill that said it's being challenged by the federal government right now. Uh, that says that if you know you're part of the CCP, then you can't buy property in Florida. His name's Jay Collins. He's a great guy. He was a Green Beret. Um, no chance of winning, right? He lives in Tampa. Um, just absolutely no chance of winning. 
beat his Democrat opponent by, I think, eight points. And, you know, we just saw that happen time and time and time again um, across our state, whether it was in the Florida House or the Florida Senate. And it's just it just goes to show you that where the media will never tell our story, uh, what we are doing is right. And when we, you know, say to folks in Florida, you know, the whole we're from the government and we're here to help stuff like that doesn't fly. You know, I, my my goal has always been that you spend your money much better than government spends uh, your money and that you know how to run your family much better than the government knows how to run your family. And that's working. And 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 I want to you know, we'll continue to push that envelope and make sure that uh, that folks you know, know that when they are moving here from uh, some oppressed northeast state uh, where they're overtaxed and they come to Florida, you know, that this is a, a bastion of freedom where they can um, uh, truly dig in and, um, and understand that, that, that this is a place that, that they can um, freely, you know, speak and grow their family. So I'm, I'm excited to, to be where we are. I want to say thank you. Uh, to those of you that, that came to Tallahassee this session, um, thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve um, this community. It's a, it's, a, it's a really cool thing to be able to, you know, tell people, you know, where my district is and how beautiful it is. I would put it up against, I'd put our people and, and how pretty it is up against everything else. I'll tell you, moving forward, some things that we really need to work on is our traffic. Um, <laughs> So, you know, there's a, there about $4 billion in this money called the, this moonshot money, which just essentially moves forward a bunch of projects. But the, at the end of the day, you know, and I've, I've been a, um, frustrated with DOT over the years, and I had a conversation with the secretary a couple months ago. You know, DOT builds roads for, yes, for today, and we need to be building roads for tomorrow. Um, and the, for, the state really hasn't built new roads in a really very long time. Uh, and so our, I think that's, that's going to be, you know, Florida's biggest issue moving forward is how do we get goods and services across our bolstering state um, at, a, at, a, at a better rate than we currently do and at a, in a safer way um, than we currently do it. And so I think that's, uh, that's something that's incredibly important. But really just appreciate the opportunity to be here. I, you know, I'm very thankful that y'all are taking next month off because I would hate for your next speaker next month to be Matt Gates. So maybe you'll forget about what I said by the time he starts talking because the guy's just too super dynamic. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know how, what our time commitment or time constraints are. I'd love to, you know, have ask maybe some questions or something. Okay. You want to do questions? Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you for your service. Um, so for those of y'all that didn't uh, uh, hear the question, the question was essentially, you know, uh, with Montana and Texas moving in a direction that uh, essentially to, to bring their own books into, you know, uh, libraries and to schools, you know, what's my, what are my thoughts and, and, and what's Florida going to look like in the future? And I think that that's one of the next uh, uh, focuses of, of our state. 
you know, moving forward is to, you know, it's hard to go through all these books and we put these parameters around um, school districts and we continue to find, you know, this essentially pornography that's, that's, that's brought into our schools. Um, you know, I think that, that one of the bigger issues is how do we, how do we um, uh, not, because you don't want to be so aggressive as it relates to the government, but like, how do we, how do we tamp down the amount of social media that is used? I know we, we did the, we did TikTok as it relates to public um, internet and all, but you know, that, I think that's where you're seeing a whole lot of stuff um, happen. But I've, one goal would be for sure for our state to um, uh, potentially look at a book program uh, that we control kind of every aspect of that. Um, I don't foresee it happening, at least not in the short term, maybe ever, where the legislature becomes less conservative. Uh, but that would be one thing that I would that would make me a little less, a little more nervous if the legislature were to become less conservative. That you know some of those things kind of creep back into the school system. But you know that's that's a long way out potentially, if at all. Any other questions? Oh yeah. So I don't. That's been sort of in the courts, uh, and the legislature really hasn't ta talked about that or touched that since probably two thousand and nineteen, twenty, something like that. Um, so I'd have to get back to you on where where customary use is now. Um, or where Walton County is on buying new uh, public beach accesses. Yeah, I would be happy to look at it. It's not something that I'm currently looking at, but that's not to say that you know the, uh, that we don't have people looking at it. Um, but that's something we'll look into, um, you know, in, in making sure that we protect Florida's uh, investments and Floridians' investments as well. You know, one thing uh, I didn't speak about is ESG, of which, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks know about ESG, but, um, you know, this environmental social governance that you're seeing large investment funds um, sort of force businesses and funds to, to invest in these types of environmental and social governance programs uh, to be able to get, you know, credits or woke credits, we call them. Um, but one thing I was thankful for as it relates to our state is that we, you know, uh, we're not going to allow, um, you know, uh, any investments as it relates to the state of Florida, the ones that we control to, to go into any type of ESG programs, which I think is, is, is really good. I mean, we should be looking at highest and best use, or I'm sorry, highest investment uh, practices rather than, you know, trying to get credits from BlackRock. Yes, ma'am. June Trana spoke to us in, in January, and they were saying, like, um, they were taking $3 billion out of BlackRock, and so they've reinvested a lot of the Florida pension funds in other funds at this point. So what's the net result of some of that? Have you seen that yet? Oh, you know, that would be a better question for Jimmy, because that's, like, for, as it relates to his office, that's sort of what they look at. But the um, SBA, which is not... Um, small business 
administration. It's the um, State Board of Administration. Um, used to be a guy named Ash Williams. I can't remember the guy that runs it now. Um, but uh, that that Florida's investments are doing extremely well. I don't know the particulars, but they have done uh, extremely well. And and I know that you know a lot of these funds can kind of make veiled threats saying, hey, we're not going to invest with the state of Florida. Well, there's so much, we have so much money that they have, they, they have to. Um, so the good news is, is we're seeing great returns regardless of us being, you know, with BlackRock or not. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very special Driveway Liberty podcast featuring Florida State Senator Jay Trumbull at the Walton Republican Women's Federated Club in Walton County, Florida.